and welcome to Coffee and Catholics, a Catholic women's talk show podcast. I'm Stacy, one of your hosts, and with me I have... Hi, I'm Alicia. I'm Annie. And I'm Lauren. Hello, and welcome to Coffee and Catholics. Today we are going to conclude our discussion about the fruits of the Spirit and the three fruits of the Spirit that we are going to be talking about today are faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Also known as the things the Holy Spirit yells at Lauren about all the time. <laughs> like, I feel like if these were, if my life with the Lord in the past few years as a mother could be summed up into a three-pronged track, it would be these three virtues and working toward in and allowing the Holy Spirit to move in my life to have more of this beautiful faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I feel like that is my cross, these three. <laughs> Agreed. I mean, along with our last episode's patience. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Gentleness yes. is patience and action, yeah. I think. Oh, I like how you put that. Gentleness is patience and action. Oh, and, and meekness and meekness and restraint. Mm-hmm. I think gentleness is like for me, and I'm totally speaking in, in terms of just practical applications of what this plays out in my life. Restraining my reaction and allowing Jesus to respond to what's actually happening versus where my trauma and active brain is taking it. That's what gentleness is for me. And that's why the Lord and I are always yoked on this track together with me constantly pulling ahead of him or yanking them. <laughs> this is my cross again. <laughs> so. I feel like I come across as not being gentle a lot because I'm very blunt about things. But um, I like the way that you're kind of talking about gentleness being this restraint of our reactions rather than, you know, Oh, hello, everybody. Let's sit down. It's not like, because I think a lot of times when people think of gentle, they think of like, you know. A natural, yeah, yeah. Some sort of natural inclination or something. Yeah. Or sometimes like that whole image of like the bubbly preschool teacher who's mm-hmm. all like, oh, hello, everybody. And, and not all preschool teachers are that way either. But I'm just saying that, you know, I think sometimes we get this like other image of gentleness when gentleness could be just talking about you know, the situation instead of reacting to the situation. Right. I feel like I'm so, like, I'm so naturally just reactive Mm -hmm. as a person. And I'm always trying to curb that in in myself and to stop myself and to teach my kids how to do that. And I'm not um, as successful as I want to be. But I do think, I, I have this friend and you guys probably know her, but I'm not gonna say who she is, obviously. But she, it's I me, isn't watch it? her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, they do know her. Uh, but, but I watched, she's always been kind of my, um, what would this person do in this situation kind of person in terms of gentleness and oh, self-control <laughs> because um, she, yeah. So, so I, I've watched her with her children and I've always kind of used that as a gauge because you can see, the response coming out in her a little bit, like you'll see something they do will cause her to bristle. And then there's this pause that happens. And it's almost minuscule where she just kind of, huh? Well, 
And that's what she said. <laughs> and you know, there's so much in that well. It's so pregnant. That well is like, well, Jesus, take the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> and so, and like Stacey's really good at this too, actually. This mm-hmm. curious pause that she does with her kids where I always feel like that's what I need to do more is just be like, well, the way this friend does because I feel like she's she's letting Jesus step to the plate. She's saying, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, you just spilled milk all over the table. It's dripping everywhere. Oh. Well, <laughs> let's get a towel. And, you know, whereas I would be like, <gasps> you know, not about milk, but, you know, my just my instincts are just to kind of, whoo, you know, and then yeah. respond. And she just is, well, <laughs> so, and, and, and she's not, I don't think she's naturally that way. I think that's a learned skill. Mm-hmm. I think she's taught herself how to be that way, which is beautiful to me. Well, and I... I feel like I was more that way before having kids. Well, yeah. (laughs) Like, things would happen. And I I have a friend who I was very frustrated with the situation. And she was was there and she watched the whole thing happen. And I just went, okay. And she was like, that's it? I was like, yeah, let's move on. Like, I I physically said, grr, got out that little frustration. And then I was ready to just move on and work out the problem that needed to be solved. But nowadays, it's a little bit more with the reactive. Why is this happening again? <laughs> you know, like, I just cleaned this. Why is it dirty again? And, yeah, it's a little bit harder to just let it go nowadays. Yeah, I know that I really struggle with um, that, the whole, like, meekness, gentleness, and, like, being able to um, rein in my rage, <laughs> my mama rage. Um, and, you know, i on things and so that I love that that using that well to kind of like you did that common yeah. like I, I just love that that example that you gave Lauren and um and really looking us looking towards um Christ as that example of of gentleness and that and how he you know reacts in these very like different you know situations um and he, you know, he's the perfect example of everything. So, so where is our like, like, is the turning of the tables? Can, you know, <laughs> like, like, you know, there's a time for that too. Mm-hmm. Would we consider that gentleness of spirit? I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but this witness that we give to our families, but and to anyone who we encounter of the, of Christ, like we're trying to show Christ to them, and we're trying, you know, as Christians, that's like. We have to be that example. So in our different accounts, we our personal experiences of, of us here at the table are talking about, um, you know, us as mothers. But I know many of our listeners, you know, they they, they may not have children. They're, you know, they're single women or, or men. Yeah. I don't know if you, hey, men, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> um, but the gift of or the fruit of gentleness is really to be seen and and um, how we just our everyday witness and um, example that we give to others and how we respond um, in showing them that, like, this is how Christ wants us. Yeah, it's not just our reactions with our kids, but it's the reactions with the our waitresses at the restaurant mm-hmm. or the, the guy who cuts, guys, us, off. The guy <laughs> who cuts us off in, in traffic, the, the people in the grocery line, you know, it's all these It's people we interact with every single day. It's just sometimes it's when we're, as moms, it's like, mm-hmm. it's all the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. 
And then um, going into like weird faithfulness. I know that, you know, the, each of these, like we've talked before in this series about how this is, they're separate, but they're all part of the same fruit tree. Um, and that you, in order to really show the gentleness of Christ, we have to have that faithfulness. We have to be able to, uh, or we have to like stick with Christ and stick with, with him, no matter like how difficult it is. And it really is a, like, this is something that we don't do. Like I can't do on my own. I have to tap into the grace of the spirit, like a grace of God. Who's like, you know, when I try and do things on my own, I'm like not having, like my faith is just like, Oh wait, I (laughs) crashing down and everything's life is horrible in this despair. And, um, but if, you know, when I'm saying, Hey God, okay, I know that this, that I'm struggling to be faithful right now, help me be faithful. Mm-hmm. That's when I, that's when I really, I'm able to tap into that fruit. Yeah. And when we fall with the coming back, asking, like, okay, mm-hmm. I know I need to come back. Let's, you know, we pick ourselves back up again. And that goes with the gentleness too. Cause like, you know, when we fail and we yell, we, we react to a situation and not the most positive way we part of being faithful to that relationship with the person that we were reactive with is going back and apologizing or, or at least talking through the situation so that you both come to a cord. Yeah. And that restraint we show is that fruit of self-control. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I just want to fail that. <laughs> but tapping back in. Asking God again, help me, help me. I think I'm failing, but it's only because I'm relying on myself. As we're talking about this, I'm, I I know that I talk about this book all the time. But um, so if you listen to us on a regular basis, you're like, oh, I know what book she's going to talk about. Um, the if you if you had if you met my family, you'd understand that mm-hmm. um, that book with talking about that. You know the. Family systems? Yeah, we'll talk about family systems, but also just like how we react to things, how we have to take a breath and step back so that we can give ourselves that space not to react to things, um, to make sure part of gentleness is also considering the other person's feelings or not necessarily their feelings, but their state of being as well. Mm -hmm. And so having that, you know, it sounds like, well, that's a lot of work. And sometimes in the moment, I can't do that. But that's what the whole thing is, is like the whole teaching yourself. Like Lauren just said a minute ago, this doesn't, her, her friend goes, well, that's not necessarily a natural response. It's one that, she, that her friend has practiced over and over and over again. That So eventually she has come to this faithful system of acknowledging that there's something that is going on and she's going to walk with this person to ratify the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that mention of um, giving that space mm-hmm. um, and that we're, you know, we, 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 we have that pause. We have that space to not fill it with our own frustration. Those, those feelings that come to mind, but instead fill it with the fruit that, that fill it with the spirit, fill it, you know, with Christ's, the, the, the whole trinity. Let's throw them all yeah. in there. <laughs> Father, Son, Holy Spirit, come to me and help me in this. And that we are, you know, we 
uh, we have to call on them. Mm-hmm. And, and we do that by allowing that space. Well, and I love how you talked about um, filling it, filling in that space with the Holy Spirit. It reminds me of that, the Oklahoma Women's Conference that was back in February. We had, um, mm-hmm. we had Dan, Stephanie, Burke come and talk at the conference. And um, they talked a lot about spiritual warfare and combat. And not necessarily that I'm t- uh, talking about this, but like when you get into these situations, you have to let go. When you let go of anger or resentment or frustration, they talked about refilling that space mm-hmm. so that they, yes. uh, you know, that those things will get refilled in with other bad. Right. Rebuking the, the evil, but then yes. saying, now fill me with the love of Mary. Yeah. Fill me with the hope of Mary and fill me with, with the Holy the, Spirit, the fruit yeah. of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And Ruby, I loved that part. Like mm-hmm. they, they, there was, that was very powerful. They, uh, something that they, they had led us in was, or that Stephanie had led the whole group in all, however many hundreds of us were there in, um, in the name of Jesus, I, rebuke the lie of whatever it is and it's like went through all these different like lies that are with that we tell ourselves Mm -hmm. um that i am a failure at self-control that i am a failure at gentleness and then but then lord jesus in you know in in the name of jesus fill me with the opposite of that of what we are calling for for, fill me with the faithfulness and and i loved how she added of mary because Mm -hmm. she is that perfect example of this Mm -hmm. and fill me so much so that there's no room for Mm -hmm. any of that negative negativity yeah those are dangerous prayers you start praying like that you're Mm going to see the holy spirit really open up space in your Mm -hmm. soul and in your life for himself Mm -hmm. i think i think that faithfulness too um, i love what you said about faithfulness is is, is the in terms of our lives as moms, iterations of faithfulness are going back when you have failed mm-hmm. and saying, I am sorry, I failed to be X with you. I failed mm-hmm. to be merciful. I failed to be gentle. That was wrong mm-hmm. of me. I had to do that today. Mm-hmm. This, this very day I had to apologize for getting upset about something that was not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I sit here all day long and I tell my kids, don't waste your upset on things that are tiny like this. This is okay. But here I am getting upset about something that was ridiculously not important, but there were stresses surrounding us. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of popped off and I looked in this kid's face and I realized I, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I was not gentle to you. I was not. But that faithfulness to go back and say, I am sorry. I'm so sorry. That I hurt you. I should not have done that. That was silly. There was no reason for me to respond that way. I think that opens up the door for more virtue when you're vulnerable. There is nothing more vulnerable than gentleness and meekness. There is nothing more vulnerable than that. Because you're showing your underbelly to the people around you. Saying, I'm choosing to cup you like a baby bird. Rather than squeezing you to our heart pops off and so mad at you. <laughs> you know, like, it's almost as if gentleness is seeing the face of Jesus in the other person. Mm-hmm. And treating that person with the kind of gentleness you would treat him. And for me, that's where the faithfulness comes in then. Because my commitment to my children is to demonstrate the face of Jesus. I will answer for that. I will answer 
for the way I helped my children connect with God or didn't help them. For the way that I arranged encounters with God based on my own example and my own behavior. I will answer for that. And so faithfulness to help them encounter the presence of the Holy Spirit, faithfulness to show up at Mass, to show up at your own prayer. Let's talk about that, Mm y'all. Let's just get real, okay? Faithfulness to our prayer life. Most of us are doing drive-by prayer lives, honestly, throwing crumbs at Jesus, acting like that's going to be enough. You don't eat once a week. You can't just experience God at Mass. That's not living the kind of abundant life he's asking us to live. He wants to fill us every single day. Faithfulness to our prayer lives is the mm-hmm. biggest one. That personal, intimate time with God that you come apart to be with him. How on earth are we going to do this in this world and in this culture if we don't make space for him? Clearly, we can't do it on our own. I, don't, I'm t- I feel like I'm getting preachy. I don't mean to. I just, I'm preaching to myself. Like I said, these three are just the... Well, and I had that same conversation with my kids just the other day. Like I got said about something and then, yeah, I would, and I tend to be the nagger. I am the one who's like, why have you, I, I did show you this so many times or I asked you to do this how many times. And, um, and I just stopped. I said, okay, you didn't deserve to be yelled at. I said, but I also don't deserve to be ignored when I ask for help with, from you guys. And so then we kind of, I go, we talked about it and I said, do you, how would you guys feel if I did this to you? Mm-hmm. And then they responded and we had this whole conversation about, about that. And I said, sometimes I can be a little hypocritical. And I told them Ooh, that I used that word. Real vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> I, said, I was like, I ask you guys not to do these things like fight with each other or yell at each other. And I said, but then I'm doing them. And I said, but then we have this whole cycle of domino effects of people hurting each other's feelings. And then this just keeps coming out. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm trying to break the cycle, but you guys also need to be trying to, we need to be working together for this to work. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think a lot of times, you know, we also, and I also told, told them, I said, because what happens is we just, if one person allows this anger to grow, then sins come out of that. And then we have to make sure we're going to confession. That's part of faithfulness, too, because we are going to fail. And going back to confession, to, to even God, and we're saying sorry to our, our kids, or we're saying sorry to our friends. You know, I, you know, my best friend, I remember we had a huge fight in college, and we didn't talk to each other for a week. Talk about awkward when you live in the same room as somebody, and you don't talk to them for a week. And, <laughs> and coming back and saying, okay. I understand you were upset about this. This is where I was coming from. This is why I was upset. And then finding that out that both of you were right to be upset, but also both of you were right <laughs> not to be upset at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. that makes any sense. And so, you know, once you have that dialogue with somebody, it's, but we have to do that with God also. And that's what confession's for, that faithfulness of coming back. We fail mm-hmm. and we come back. We fail and we try to do better. But in the more we come back, the Mm-hmm. the the better we do become because he's filling in that space and he's right. filling in those cracks and making us more beautiful and and it can feel harder because like with um 
deal with a roommate, with a spouse, with, you you know, there's two of you. And and this is with God too, but like there's the two of you. One of you is going to finally just start talking and God's going to prompt you. But you, you really, it, it, you really do have to be the one to like really go back in there because he's he's always there for us, mm-hmm. and he will prompt. There will be, you know, we're gonna get pestered by different saints. Lauren talks about getting pestered by different yes. saints all the time, yep. and I know I, I I have been as well. And or you know, there are these little like glimpses, but it's easier to dismiss it mm-hmm. um, that as it is with a you know with a, with a roommate or a spouse mm-hmm. or a kid. You know, like the silent treatment there. You know, yeah. you can give God the silent treatment for a long time though. Oh yeah. and um you know it's so you know so it's so much more difficult than that as well but that's why it's so important to tap into these to these fruits and ask god um to come back and 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 they're so intertwined with the virtues so it's hard not to like talk about you know practicing the virtues through this as well but it's um what kind of came to mind when we were talking about um all these things like in our own lives and, and, and these struggles that we're having is this idea of like, you know, you talk about practicing a virtue It's like, what does that mean? When you think about practicing the piano or practicing Mm -hmm. that you have to be very intentional and we have to be intentional about how we practice these things in our, in our daily lives. And for me, um, I, I definitely struggle with with meekness and with not just when I'm upset, just like speaking my upset and like whatever comes to mind, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I am, you know, very much like I just jump in there. And it takes a lot of practice for me to to not be like that. And I've noticed that from what one a current trigger for me um, is the stress of getting out the door. When oh, yes. nobody gets shoes on, when you tell that nobody was today, <laughs> you got the, like I have the potty training kit, like the oh, refusing to potty train almost five year old um, who won't change into a clean pull up or you know all these things, but I have been step I've been really trying to step back and um, be very more intentional about the time I give for that. And like telling myself, like, I am really bad at time management, but telling myself, like, giving myself like a more extended period of time so that I can practice that gentleness in there. Because otherwise it will be like needing to leave. And I'm like, it's out the window. Like I forget any kind of tapping into God's grace, anything. I am like, get out the door. I we're late and all that, you know. And um, and so like the intentionality that we need to give to allow for these graces um, is, I, I, is been really important in, in my life. And like, Lord, when you're talking about the um, being um, faithful to your prayer life and um, that's, that kind of hit hard for me because I, my husband and I have, we're very faithful about, in the morning, he wakes me up and we we pray together, morning prayer together. But I'm supposed to then be having my personal morning prayer time. And I've been lately looking at things on my phone and, time, and, then, and then I get upset because, oh, I didn't get any time because my kids woke up. 
I'm like, you know, it was only like, there was a good 15 minutes there before somebody woke up that you were just scrolling um, what happened. So um, that kind of really hit home to me that like the, that the faithfulness that we need to give, not just in that we, the faithfulness in that like we are relying on God for things, but that we are putting the effort into the relationship as well. Well, and to giving him space. Yeah. Because I asked my kids the other day. I said, okay. I said, you realize that uh, this might be a little bit of a tangent, but I'm going to get, I'm going to pull this around where it needs to be. Okay. One of the things that the early church fathers talk a lot about that we don't talk about ever is being famous with God. (laughs) There's a reason why the apostle Paul talks about this, about, um, running the race and finishing and, and, you know, these concepts in the New Testament that you hear about, well done, good and faithful servant. All of these things are rooted in things that the early church talked a lot about. There is a reason why people want to be famous. They want to be known for having excelled. It's human in us to want that. You know, we're Greeks. So, you know, I always <laughs> say that if you, you have to know the backstory of that, but, but our, our culture especially is rooted in this idea of excellence. So let's use it. I tell my kids all the time, I say, look, you want to be famous with God? Show up for him. Because mm-hmm. you know how many people on this earth are actually spending time with God and being quiet to listen for him? Mm-hmm. Not just talking their whole way at time, doing their own thing, telling him all their problems, which is great. You need to do it. That's all part of it. But what about if we, we, we said, God? I'm going to show up. I'm going to be one of the 2% or the 1% that actually sits still and says, now you do whatever you want. How many people on this earth do you think are actually doing that? And we started kind of breaking it down uh-huh. by groups. And, and they finally, we got to the point where we were like, not a lot of people. Uh-huh. And I said, do you want to be famous for God? Do that. Hmm. Show up for him every single day and be a soldier. And be like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's happening. I, I will allow you to move, Lord. I will be that. And that's a good thing. And the early church fathers talk about this, about Mm -hmm. it's a good thing to want to be successful in the spiritual (laughs) life and to want to show up and give God your all and please him. These are good things. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if we can model this for our children, if we can be faithful to say, God, I got a whole lot of stuff going on, but I know that I can never survive today if I don't put you right up here, front and center. And then shut up <laughs> and listen for a couple minutes. Just sit there. I'm not saying you're not listening for a, a locution or a voice here, okay? What I'm saying is you, you give the Lord space to move mm-hmm. and change. And then all of a sudden what happens is as you keep doing this, you keep showing up, all of a sudden you are having a lot more success. You are noticing a little bit more of this God-born victory. It's important that we say that in your life. And then the recollection, which is what we have to do throughout the day when we screw up and we have to keep going back to God and keep going back, which is also a sign of faithfulness, something that most people don't do. They just give up usually and say, oh, well, I already messed the day up. Faithfulness would say, nope, next time this happens in 30 minutes, I'm coming back. This is all part of that spiritual life that we, if we could just talk to our children about this, just talk to them about it. I wonder what would happen. Well, I think sometimes, and I don't know, maybe this is just on my heart while we're talking about this. A lot of times, well, 
Well, let me back up a little bit. A lot of our listeners are people who are looking at the Catholic faith or have left the Catholic faith. And, and well, I think a lot of times they think, well, I haven't been faithful to God, so maybe I, you know, maybe I'm not supposed to be here or whatever. Mm-hmm. But because they think about going to church. Mm-hmm. And I, I think one of the things like you're saying, like we talk about, oh, come back to our kids, come back to the, just come back. Oh, you have to start know, somewhere. That's where saints that happen. And just, just come back. I don't know how many, you know, how many saints do we know that we're not living godly lives? <laughs> like a good chunk of them. Yeah. But, you know, and, and just chose to come back. You know, God called them. You have this little whisper in your heart that you're looking back at the church or you're looking at the church and you have questions about things. But that little whisper is him calling you. Right. Just come on back and let that's probably that's the first step of faithfulness is just coming to him and letting him work in you and letting that grow and putting yourself near him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because really we're talking about, like, we're talking about the fruit of the spirit. Like, we're putting this a lot in terms more of the virtues and, like, what we'll, what we do. Mm-hmm. But really the fruit of the, like, yeah, these, these are things are that are just, we are, these are things that the spirit gives to us. No matter really, like, yes, we, we have to allow them to work through us, but we're given these. Like, in we just, you know, we just got to allow him to work in us. Mm-hmm. Because, Stacy, what... I think we get into this idea of, I have to start my prayer life and I have to do, Mm -hmm. listen, kiddos, sisters, mamas, you aren't doing anything here. (laughs) When you feel the urge or the, the desire to pray or the sense that you should pray, there is an actual calling that is happening that you are responding to. It's not you initiating anything so you're like well i don't know if i should come back listen if you want to come back you've been invited the holy spirit is pulling at you throughout your day or to come back to the church or to come back to him when you blew it with your kids or your boss or you flipped that guy off when you were driving down the road don't tell me catholics don't do it i've seen them do it (laughs) and i'm literally this is hysterical i my kids used to be in catholic school i'm I'm telling more stories here it's just funny though i gotta tell it so I'm I'm driving and this I guess I cut somebody off. Somebody was screaming. I don't know. You know how it is. The mom life, and I guess I kind of I did something she didn't like. And man, this lady gives me the biggest burn. She drives by and she sees who I am. And it's a it's a mom from my kids' Catholic school. <laughs> <laughs> Funny boy, she never talked to me again. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Like, we all look, man, we're all just come back, just start over again. The difference between sinners and saints is that they started again, they began again. Mm-hmm. Saint Teresa of Avila, pick it up, get back to Jesus. The, the problem is that we thought it, we ever, it ever had anything to do with us in the beginning, mm-hmm. like, we ever had any kind of ability to do this anyway. We need to understand how small we are mm-hmm. and how much I think when we get to heaven and we see how much the Lord held us up underneath our arms. The Old Testament, there's a passage. It's a prophecy about Israel. I was the one who taught them how to walk, holding them up from the arms. They did not know it was me. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to be shocked. And I have to say, if you're not having that feeling, that desire to pray, that doesn't mean that God's not calling you. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's calling. Well, and I think it's funny as we're talking about these stories in our life and, and these, because 
the past I don't know two weeks, my kids have just been like driving me up the wall. Dang. I don't know if it's the weather, the moon, or whatever, but. I think it's interesting because we're talking about prayer life and things right now and this gentleness and this and, um, self-control and how much I've been failing in these the past two weeks, mm-hmm. which I which I think is funny because I'm like, oh, were you prompting me for this conversation tonight? <laughs> like, even right. though I knew it was coming, like, I didn't see it until, like, just now. I'm like, oh, like, my kid's interrupting my prayer time. Because you're like, oh, I finally found a, I finally found a routine that works. Now I'm going to do this routine. And then they interrupt. And it's like, well, how are you going to respond to that? Are you going to be like, just pause the, you know, pause Jonathan Rumi for a second. <laughs> so say, okay, what do you need? Are you going to ignore them and just keep listening? Are you going to be, I'm praying right now, get out. You know, like, how are we going to respond to that? And how are we going to invite our kids into that? And, and it's frustrating because then we're running late or we're behind our, you know, I was supposed to do my novena and now I'm two days behind on my novena and things like that. And those things can get frustrating. But when those frustrating things happen, are we coming back or are we giving up on them? Like, okay, I missed two days of my novena. Well, okay, today I have time. Let's get three days done. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, or I'll start here where I am and we'll just Maybe this novena goes past the how long it's supposed That's to be. That's my life. Like, and, novenas are, like, a month yeah. or two long, yeah. honestly. It'd be a really good hour now. Because I can't do anything like that. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I struggle so bad at this. And I'm just, I've just given up on that. And I just, everything is stretched. Mm-hmm. Like, Bible in the year. I, this is my third year trying it. And I, I get, I do really well for a while. And something happens. Like, we go on vacation mm-hmm. or something. And then... Or girls weekend I have for my birthday. My friends come in, which is funny because all the girls were doing Bible in the Year, but I missed that night because I was hanging out with all of them and I haven't come back up. But um, you know, but you know, how are we responding to that? And when we get messed up, are we having the self control to take that breath, calm down? It's not the end of the world. I'll pick it up tomorrow like are we just you know we know we have that faithfulness we're trusting that jesus jesus has got that our day got messed up in our sense for a reason and we're just going to kind of take a breath take the punches as they roll and let things you know let the spirit do his job yeah yeah edith stein has a beautiful quote about this she says then you get to the end and i'm going to paraphrase this (laughs) yeah stacy loves this lady i do too (laughs) She says, you get to the One end of your day, and you just, it's a mess. And you see all the moments that are broken and didn't work they were, the way they were supposed to, and you just think, God. She says, when you're right at that point, let it rest. Give it all to God and trust that what was in the will of God occurred today. And, like, that's a mm-hmm. mind blower. And it's like, mm-hmm. whoa. Now, she's also the one that said, the first hour of your day belongs to God. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you gotta do make that happen i'm like yeah. girl you don't have to i'm working on it my, <laughs> my, my first three minutes are god's <laughs> working I, the hour. I spent <laughs> the first hour of my day resting in god resting in god. <laughs> easy yes yes our hearts are not at rest <laughs> now there have been seasons in my life where i've been able to give god that first hour sure but oh yeah and, me too. and, and, and it sometimes and, not yeah. and yeah. it ebbs and flows but the whole point 
is that coming back? That and the faithfulness to tweaking your routine. Like, okay, yeah. so now I have to tweak again. It's not working. Uh-huh, I got to figure mm-hmm. something else out. Well, it's really right. discouraging for some personalities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to constantly change things. Yeah. They don't, that just makes them want to give up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. me. You know? <laughs> then for you and for personalities like that, what faithfulness looks like is keep on trying. Right. Keep yeah. tweaking it. Keep on. That's the faithfulness. Right. You know? Yeah. I love, uh, we talked about Dan Berg really in the, uh, which book is it? The, 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 the spiritual warfare. Oh, discernment of spirits. Yeah. But he mentions like when you're in like times of desolation, like don't make any changes. Like you only make changes when you're in times right. of consolation. And that's, that like really was mm-hmm. helpful for me. Of course, I haven't like necessarily followed through on that, but um, it is, it's so important. Um, yeah. I had a, I, Stacy mentioned uh, pausing Jonathan Rumi, and <laughs> and uh, it it made me think of just a funny um, uh, anecdote that recently happened with my four year old example of of ch- faithfulness of a child. Um, so we were watching The Chosen. Then these ladies have heard the story. I already typed it up for them in a text, <laughs> but <laughs> I just love it. It just makes me really. It just it was really sweet. Uh, so my four year old, we were watching an episode of The Chosen. And when um, he brings Jairus's daughter back to life and my four-year-old looks at me and he's like, mommy, I told you so. I was like, you, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, he brought her back. He's like, I, I was like, what did, what did, what did you tell me? He's like, I told you Jesus would bring me back to life if I died. <laughs> oh, well, that's the faith of the child. I was like, that's the faith of the child. I'm like, oh man, the Catholic boy mom problem I didn't know that I would have was like, how do I not like crush my child's like trust in God, but also do not jump out of that tree exactly <laughs> do not run in that car it's dangerous jesus will save me son <laughs> don't, and he was, also he said don't test god but the lord your god to a foolish test yes, yes. yeah he, he also was heard uh whispering throughout the episode uh, jesus can do anything he can turn into a toy. <laughs> my husband hadn't heard that, like those like little things that he and my seven-year-old both had been kind of saying. And I was like, yep, that's the current thing. <laughs> so I'm like, yes, God can do anything. I don't want to add a but there. <laughs> but there's an order right, to this right, house and right. to this universe. Yeah. Right, right. And he does, you know, he does mostly follow the yes and but then there's then there's the miracles and um but so yeah there's your so gentleness how gently tell I yes <laughs> I, also think, I also think too though a lot of it though with kids is we we think it's harder for them than it is right they don't have this tension that we have between these navigating these mm-hmm. weird like yes buts yeah that, it's all just yes yeah. to them. yeah like they don't have this like weird well god has to follow the rules Mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we do where we have to feel like we have to explain stuff yeah i just tell my kids i'm like you know in your soul yeah these two things are true yeah. and maybe it's all mixed up and you don't understand it all but you know they are yeah and they're yeah. like yeah just move on yeah <laughs> it'll, it'll get it'll gel later okay. yeah. <laughs> right now it's just kind of cute <laughs> it is really cute it is really cute i love four that's such a funny and i was like to have that faithfulness though mm-hmm. like to just like truly like Trust that God will show up. Will show up. Do it. Yeah. Well, uh, I think you know, with these three 
especially as the trust, like, you know, we need to trust God, but we also have to respond to him. These are the walking ones, you know, these are the ones that have feet, the spirit of self-control. Sometimes really stinky feet. Yeah. <laughs> well, I sometimes I wonder too, I don't know if you guys go through this, but I feel like the Lord tries to help me sometimes. Like I'll feel that instinct, like, oh, oh, pull back, pull back. Don't do that. I'll just hear that kind of feeling of, okay, that's not really the right and then I'm just rushing past that. I'm like, nope, too late. <laughs> so I feel like God does try to help me. Like, I feel like the, the, the spirit of the spirit is there. And a lot of times what I do is I just want to just kind of react and feel that feel, yeah. you know, and just just let me have my say. So Well, and sometimes I feel that way. Like, I'm like, okay, I got it. Okay, I've got it. But then the third time it happens, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, never mind. Yeah. I don't got this anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm just let go. Yep, yep. But, all right. Well, this concludes our three-part series on the fruit of the Spirit. We hope that over these last three episodes that you have come to see the Holy Spirit working in your life and how to respond to this call for you. And as always, thank you for joining us. Thanks. Thank you. Join us again in two weeks. Until then, may God bless you and may Mary accompany you. Coffee and Catholics is a proud partner of the Smart Catholics Podcast Network. Find new shows to love, meet like-minded Catholics, and join the community at smartcatholics.com. Your, I need your, your fruits of the spirit song. She's like Stacy pointed oh, out that we've been. We haven't done that. You haven't done singing on there. You can add that in your at the very end. But we gotta learn. Well, it, it, may, it makes more sense if there's other people around them. <laughs> I don't know the song. Annie wants to sing it. You should I just it. want Stacy to sing it. I well, I have to have the like. There's a little the YouTube. Little yeah, there's a little some song that goes oh, with it. Oh man. You probably should just pop it. Fruit of the Spirit's not a coconut. It's not. I don't know. It's not. Fruit of the Spirit's She's not a cherry. It up, is, it, what, what is, is, it a, is it a peach? <laughs> don't have that part. <laughs> just the fruit of the Spirit's not, not a coconut. coconut. Fruit of the Spirit's not, not a coconut. coconut. You want to be a coconut. Nice well, hear it. You can't be the fruit of the spirit. It's not banana. We don't earn the whatever. We don't earn the rights. <laughs> <laughs> we don't own the rights to this song. Thank you. Wow.